0: Hello, it's time for another Let's Make It, and we're gonna talk about some of the Rainbow Duino woes. I got them now too. And the project from last week that I didn't get to do, I'm going to do this week with an LED light strip. All that and more coming up next. welcome to Let's Make It. This is episode 44 and it's recorded on, let's see, this is November 18th, uh, 2013. And as I mentioned two weeks ago, this is November, no shave November. So you see, this is two weeks or a little more than two weeks of, of uh, a growth. So it's hardly anything <laughs> grows from my face. Um, but uh it's, I'm counting the days down. So I got a total of 12 days until I can shave it off because I do not like it. It feels weird and I poke it and it looks bad and I see it in the corner of my face. It's just one of those things <laughs> where uh, I just don't like it. So you hear uh, in the background there, you hear Bob. Say hi, Bob. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, uh, Bob? Um,
1: well, I'm not participating in No Shave November. You're not,
0: you're not participating in that? <laughs> no.
1: It, I, I grew a beard. One
0: time, no, did not come. I, I don't normally participate in it either. Uh, it just happened to be that I had some friends that were um, kind of trying to get me to do it, so I said I would do it, and I said that you'll be surprised at how bad it, it really is. So um, I, I really can't grow facial hair, and I'm, I'm not complaining about that because you know I know people that gotta shave sometimes, almost looks like they gotta shave twice a day, and I'm not complaining that I don't having to shave, but. Yeah, I don't so,
1: have that problem either. So that's that's good. Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, yeah, no no complaints about not having to do it normally, but it's an interesting experiment. Um, once a year, maybe I'll do it. You know, and I know it's for breast cancer awareness and everything, but um, it just still mm, feels weird. Feels weird on the face. Okay, so this week we I have the project I was going to do last week with the uh, color LEDs and everything. I'm actually going to do this week Uh, because I didn't have the transistors I needed last week. I do have them now, and uh, I'm going to show you that project. That's really all we have today. But before I go too far in, I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, First of all, let me hop over to the computer. I want to talk about um, something that's on our website. And Christmas time is coming up, and people are getting ready to buy gifts, and a lot of people buy them from... Amazon. And the way you can help us out with that is you see a banner now on our page that says amazon.com. And anything you buy through there, we get a little percentage, three or four percent, something like that. And if you anything you buy on our site that links to Amazon, like all these recommendations we have down here and the products that we talk about, that's also another three to four percent for us. And it's not a lot. It doesn't, you don't see any difference. It doesn't cost you anything. But here's a quick way you can help us out. Click on the Amazon link. And when you get to Amazon, you can just drag out of your address bar down into your favorites bar, that Amazon link. And anytime you want to buy anything on Amazon, use that link. And that just helps us out. That's a little bit of money that comes in to help support us. Um, This show is recorded live every Monday night at 9 p.m. And it's 9 p.m. Eastern time. And you can go to tech-zen.tv slash live, and you can join the chat room, uh, and you can also um, watch live uh, a different uh, CDN streams. If you're not available at 9 p.m. on Monday night, um, that's okay. You can always get our stuff downloaded. You can go to iTunes or, or uh, any of the other podcast, Dogcatcher, or any of the other uh, podcasting apps, and you can download our shows uh, there. And if you find someone we're not, please let us know and we'll make sure that we get there. Uh, we also have a Roku app. If you want to watch us on Roku, uh, you can go and watch us on the big screen. Put it on the TV and watch it on the big screen. So, I have something else I want to talk about, and this is something I can talk with you, Bob. Um, I have another show coming online that actually has a call-in line. So, we now have the ability to take phone calls. And... Sweet. Yeah, I'm wondering if it wouldn't be something we could do for this show. And that wasn't designed for the show, but we, I don't mind using it for all of our shows. So... um Kind of get your opinion on that. If you Instead of going into the chat room, if you actually want to call and talk to us, uh, it may be an option. It's, I don't know what – I know in California it's like 6 p.m. when we start um, and 9 p.m. on the East Coast. And I know overseas it's all – whatever time zone you're in, you can figure that out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at figuring out the, the time zones. But um, that's an option that we have. Is, is people interested in on that i don't mind activating it it's it's always on I just don't watch it when i'm in this show um the other shows and i also have 800 number coming up it's the number i have the number but it keeps going to someone else's cell phone so uh, we'll have an 800 number you can call into and it won't cost you anything to call in either if you don't have the ability to to call on the long distance. so kind of gives your opinions on that also uh we've had, got a couple emails um what did we get this week do you remember what we got this week
1: well, we got, uh, we got the one about the Rainbow Duino.
0: Right, uh, which is the one I reply back. So we're going to talk about the Rainbow Duino here in a second, too, because yeah. I'm experiencing the same pain that Bob Bob felt, and apparently other people have as well. Although Bob gave me a, a piece of information that I didn't register with earlier uh, when we talked before is he couldn't get to work on his Mac either. And I've spent I don't know how many hours trying to figure out how to program this thing on the Mac. It could never program. So, um, yeah,
1: unfortunately, I never got it to work. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna Mac go use even, my Linux yeah, box or something. Yeah, Linux is my Fedora 19 was what I ended up using uh, to do all the programming that was on the show a couple weeks ago.
0: Okay, well that's good to know. That means I'm not going crazy. Well, maybe not crazy. I thought I was going. At least
1: <laughs> it did. It I did get it to work on Windows 8, but it took a little while to get the drivers right. But once I got the drivers right.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if it isn't a driver issue with the Mac too, because you know the, the Mac does have drivers. Maybe the chip they're using, I don't have the driver installed, so I was gonna uh, go look at that as well.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I have trouble on my Mac uh, with the Arduino IDE uh, occasionally, but that that's a that's actually a problem that's known on the uh, Arduino forums. Um, you know, for there's a small subset of people who their Mac it crashes randomly when you're trying to upload a sketch.
0: Oh, I never had that problem, so. I don't, um, yeah,
1: it, and I haven't figured out why, and it's doing it on multiple. uh It may just so
0: be the brand of the chip, the driver chips they're using as well in the Arduino awesome. software.
1: I I don't know, but I've so for a lot of the development that we do, I end up doing the development on Linux and then bringing it over to the Mac and showing it on the show.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, the, the other question I had for you, um, did you ever flash the I2C code to it?
1: Uh, yes, I did. And I never could get it to work and it never, and it never communicated.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't flash anything to it. So, I mean, I couldn't really talk to it at all on Mac. I tried flashing the code to it, uh, you know, cause it replaces the Arduino code. Right. And, um, I,
1: I could, yeah. I could get it to, I could get it to, or at least it acted like it uploaded. Um, and once it, uh, uh, once I got it there, it wouldn't work. And then I had to flash the Arduino back on.
0: Yeah. So I got two of them. I was gonna, you know, try to get them to work together and and just play with them a little bit. And the frustration of trying to get them to work so far has been pretty great, actually. So yeah. I'll go look at that a little later on this week. I took a break from it just because getting tired of tired of messing with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it does get frustrating after a while.
0: So, Bob, have you ever heard of the beaglebone boards? Yes. Have you yes ever played with one?
1: Um, only secondhand.
0: Okay, because I haven't played with one. In fact, I never even seen one. I looked when well, I looked up what it was. Um, I kind of heard of one, but I didn't know what. I didn't ever research it. But we did have a question this week. It came, I think, it came to me directly about doing stuff with beaglebone. So I'm going to look into that. I'm not seeing we're going to yet, but I want to look into you know a little bit more about what it is. It's a,
1: a nice platform. It just it's for for the things that I've been working on uh, over the last year, year and a half. Uh, that it's way more horsepower than what I need. So something okay. like an Arduino is for most of the projects I've had has been perfect.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So it, I didn't notice the the specs, how much how powerful it was. I, it can remind me a lot of an Arduino for one. I could see just a little different development platform. So I'm gonna pick one up and, and play with it a little bit, and we'll see we've want to. You know, do something with that on the show or not as another option. The other thing is the UDU. I've been playing with the UDU and I got it booted up now. I've already I've installed, I have two different um, memory cards for it. One of them has Linux on it and the other one has um, Android on it. So I've been playing with that. The touchscreen interface I showed you last week, I got that hooked up to it, but it's not working right. I'm trying to figure that out now and trying to figure out what's going on with that. So um, I'm playing with what that a little Eagle bit, it?
1: Uh, the BeagleBone, I just looked it up real quick, and uh, it's a 700 megahertz ARM processor with 256 mega RAM. So for the projects I've had, that is way more than what yeah, I need.
0: Yeah, if you need something with a lot of speed or something like that, that'd be yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: that's, that's not, um, so yeah, I'd and, but of course that setup is 90 bucks, so.
0: Right, right.
1: And that's the retail price.
0: Excuse yeah, me. and like I, just, I just picked up five more Unos today for like $12 a piece. Big difference in price.
1: There you go.
0: So, yeah, that it is a big difference in price. I didn't, like I said, I haven't uh, gone out and bought it yet. I just started looking at it yesterday or the day before. I uh, got the, got an email over the weekend. I was looking at it and never, haven't purchased anything yet for it. But that's another option I may think about in the future. We haven't done a lot with the Raspberry Pi. I and mean, that was kind of something I wanted to do as well. Um, we just haven't gotten around to it. And I have a couple of those floating around. I've done some little things with it, but it's a lot more work because with it than it is with the Arduino.
1: Yeah, it is. Although, just for fun, I actually got it to uh, uh, to run the Arduino IDE. I, I ran it off of a Pi.
0: Right, yeah, and I've I done that too. Of, that
1: was kind of, of course, that was really more of a geek playing, so...
0: Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> it really wasn't functional.
0: Well, it's kind of what the UDU, the UDU has... Um, a four core processor that's the same it's very similar to a Raspberry Pi and then it has the same chips that's in the Arduino do so you can program one from the other so you program the Arduino from the from the quad core machine you don't have to do it that way but you can do it that way which is kind of how I've been playing with it so I did the same thing there where I plugged into a HDMI and a a wireless dongle for a mouse and keyboard and installed the IDE on it it works like a little computer I mean it's very similar in Raspberry Pi from that point of view, right? But I like to use more stuff so with, with the Pi. The issue with the Pi, and I didn't realize this the first time I was messing with it. I'm glad I didn't ruin anything. Is it's only a 3.3 volts versus the 5 volts that are on the pins on the Arduino. Yes. So you have yeah. to adjust for all of that. Um, that's why I couldn't figure out why my why my LEDs were so dim, and because I was putting too much resistance in for the 3 volts. So, and I've also I tried working. I tried switching a five volt relay. Nothing nothing happened and I thought the relay was bad, but then I figured out later on it wasn't that wasn't the problem. Uh, I was reading the I'm like, oh everything's three point three volts. That's not good. I could ruin something real easy with this. So, but the Arduino do is the same way. It's three point three volts. I did not know that either until I got one.
1: I don't have one, so I haven't discovered that little tidbit.
0: Yeah. Three point three volts. And it's the same thing it's on the Arduino uh, I mean on the Udo and that's where I, I got the do to test my stuff out with it after I realized it was 3.3 volts, because it said it was 3.3 volts in the UDU, and I looked up the dew, and it's 3.3 volts. I'm like, well, I need to check my stuff out with it. So, yeah, I've I've gone through now and played with a lot with 3.3 volts. So I I always assumed everything was 5 volts, but that was a, a definitely a wrong assumption.
1: Well, uh, have you... Uh I haven't looked. Other than the headline, I haven't looked at it yet. But it, did you notice that uh, Arduino is coming out with a Intel-based?
0: I saw. Uh, I heard account? about that. Actually, I saw. I think I got an email about it from somewhere.
1: Yeah, I, I saw the a note about it uh, last week, and um, I did not see a announcement about when it's going to be available. But uh, sometime
0: in 2014,
1: 32, 32-bit Intel processor on it. So. Um, it sounded at least the highlight sounded like it was going to be uh, quick enough and powerful enough to challenge um, you know the uh, the pie right so
0: yeah I thought it was, in, it was interesting when I heard about that um and it was actually it's actually from them too it's not actually it's not a third party that took the Ardu- Arduino stuff and, and redid their own stuff it's actually from Arduino
1: yeah it's from Arduino
0: yeah, well, I forget what it was called.
1: Uh, Galileo. See.
0: Yeah. Let's see if I can find it here real quick.
1: Yeah, I think in one place it's called Galileo, and in another it's called Intel Galileo.
0: Yeah, actually, I have it here. Let me go over Yeah, this is the website. So um, it is Intel Galileo. Looks a little different. Uh, definitely different layout from what you're used to. It looks like the pins are a little smaller, different layout of the pins. We'll have to look at that and see if we can figure out a little more about it. Uh, let's see. As we scroll down through here, it's interesting that it uh, looks like they have Ethernet port on it. So instead of, and they got two USB, micro USBs. So have to figure out what that is too. Let's see. As we scroll down through here, it's uh, Intel. Um, yeah, a little bit of the overview. It's a 3.3 volt. Well, it does both 3.3 volt and 5 volt. It's interesting. Um, you know, because the uh, some of the other Arduino stuff is uh, 3.3 volt. And here we look at the different layout. There's definitely a different structure. It's Oh, there's a host USB there, and there is a, a client USB as well. That's interesting because it you know, looks like you can program the USB, and there's two UARTs. So you still have the, the old-style UART plus an additional UART, which appears to be on a 3.5-millimeter plug, which could be confusing. It's not a, it says not audio, so it definitely stands out. And looking at it, it's definitely a bigger board. Now that I look at it, um, they, all the pins are there. Look how, look how much bigger the board is compared to a normal Arduino. That's that's very interesting. Um, I first, at it, I thought some of the pins weren't there, like it didn't have as many I/O or GPIO pins, but they're all there. Just the board's bigger. It's just definitely looks a little different. It's very interesting, though. So I look forward to getting this. Um, I don't know when it comes out. I've, I thought I heard beginning next year, but I think you said Bob that it was this year sometime. So I have to keep an eye on. There, they've got a board, delivery
1: though. date of December 16. Oh wow. So and they're showing it at sixty nine dollars. Wow! They have ten thousand on order.
0: I'm gonna have to put my order in, so I get get one when it comes in. All right. Well, yeah,
1: I think I'll have to put it in order.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll probably do it tomorrow. I haven't been ordering as much from them. I got a lot of parts in 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 stock here now. I can pretty much make about anything, but occasionally I test new stuff out i'm actually um i'm trying to expand the i2c stuff i'm doing and i needed to go to multiple buses so i sent an email to john asking questions and he uh made a suggestion as to which uh chip i needed for the for switch, it's like a switch or a, a mux or or whatever and i got a couple of those in i guess i just got them today finally it took a while to get them and um start playing with that a little bit because i need more than the boards I've been using will address up to eight uh, boards because the one chip only has um, three pins that are active on it for for addressing. And I need to be, I only need to expand that. And I don't if I need to you know change the chip or I can go to the mux method to do it. So I'm looking at going to the mux method to do it. Okay. So I'll be playing with that some. Speaking of that, I got a bunch of stuff that's gonna be mailed to you tomorrow. You got a little care package coming to you. Oh, okay. Some boards and stuff in there. Sweet. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and when I come back, this uh, room is gonna be a little darker because I need a little. I need to turn off one of my lights so that you can see what we're going to work on, uh, and after that, so uh, I'll do that during the break here. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
2: You work hard for your business. Your website should too. No matter what industry you're in. Select your customizable, high-quality design with professionally written content and graphic elements created for your business. Make changes online whenever you like. Switch your background color, page layout, and text anytime. Add your pictures and logo. Upgrade your website with useful one on one web apps. And integrate social media. Upload your photo albums and embed videos one-click, optimize your website for viewing on mobile devices. Choose your free domain or you can easily transfer an existing one. Thanks to One in One's SEO tools, customers can find you everywhere. One in One My Website, a professional website created by you.
3: When you open up an audible audiobook, it opens up your imagination. Enjoy a steamy romance while ironing the sheets. Discover an historic battle while battling the bulge at the gym. Visit audible.com slash free books now to try two books absolutely free. Get caught up in a whodunit during a do-it-yourself project. Listen anytime, anywhere with the Audible mobile app. When you're out for a walk, learn how to climb the corporate ladder. Or bring a little magic to your minivan with a fantasy novel. With over 100,000 titles, Audible is an amazing experience that you can now try absolutely free. And just like our books, there's no binding. Our great listen guarantee lets you exchange a title you don't like for another, no questions asked. Visit audible.com/freebooks to download two books of your choice right now.
0: Okay, we're back, and what we're going to do is we are going to look at the project for this week. And uh, last week I was going to do this project, but I didn't have the transistors I needed to to do this. So, um, and you'll notice it's a little dark in here because I need to turn the light off so you can see this a little better. And basically, what I have here, let me go over, and we're going to look at this um, real quick. So what I have here is an Arduino Mega right here, and three transistors, just NPNs. They're right here. And then there's this spool that I showed you last week of LEDs, and I have like five or six of these spools now. And on that, there's LEDs that do three colors, and you see you see the green because it stands out. Um, it's still a little hard to see, but it is red, green, and blue on it. And you see it's right now it's cycling between red, green, and blue. And the project is actually very, very simple. And I just want to walk through the project because really all it is is three pins going to. Um, these three pins that are going over here to turn trans- yeah transistors and um and then we're just turning them off and on in order now one of the things bob and i'm talking about during the break is you see when i let go of it see how much brighter the green gets every time that green comes on like that i actually hear a pop in my head headset so something's it's something on the breadboard i think that's doing this because i can't and i can't quite figure out what it, what it is um that's all you see me touching things trying to figure out what wire i'm touching that's doing it i think it's that one right there which is basically just going to ground. So I'm going to take it out and put it back in. Didn't help any. So, i uh, me move it. Now I moved did to name the difference, <laughs> so I don't know exactly what the problem is. But um, let's look at the sketch real quick. This is actually really quick. You see it's just going through different colors. So let's go over here and look at that real quick. Okay, so we're going to uh, scroll down here and you're going to see, it's very basic. It's You see I define the, the, the red pin, the green pin, and the blue pin as two, three, and four. I set, the output, set them up as output, and then in the loop, all i do right here is i do red pin turn turn the red led on delay 250 milliseconds turn it off turn the green pin on delay 250 milliseconds and then do the same thing is with uh the blue pin those three those three colors and you can see it's changing red green and blue so this strip actually has four pins it has a common five volt pin and then it has a uh, a wire for each color red green and blue and they're there you can kind of see right here red red green and blue and all the transistor is doing is taking it to ground so uh bob was saying i probably have a floating ground and that's kind of what it looks like it's kind of bizarre i can't quite figure out what's going on with it but um that's what that is so what i've also done is i've created another sketch sketch and it's got over here and we're going to go back over to the other one there are a few differences in the other one it um it, we use a digital Right in the first one, and we use an analog right in the second one. But you see at the very top, it's very similar the red, green, and blue, exactly the same as the other one. And there you see the analog right that I mentioned. This allows us just to do variable brightness instead of doing the total uh, digital right, which is uh, all on or all off. And here you see the first loop, and I'm going to go through the green pin from 0 to 255, and that'll turn the from, you know, from off to full brightness. And then you see inside of there are other loops. And this is the red pin. again, 0, 0255. So it's going and then 0, 0255 for the blue pin. I'm going to do each individually. And then I'm going to back them down. So you see I back the red one down and then I back the blue one down, which gives you a lot of the different variations. But then you see I do the blue and the red pin together of a full brightness and back down again, which is how I'm covering all the different things. So Let's go push this up here, make sure I think I think right. Let's see report. All right, so I'm going to push this and then we're going to all right there it is done uploading we're going to hop back over and uh see what it's doing this so you can see what's done and it starts out very slow so you see red and green coming up and you see uh am sorry, you see red and blue going up and down and green slowly getting brighter so it's going to eventually cycle through all the possible color combinations and I have a ten milliseconds between each one, so it takes a little while to go through it all, but um within like five minutes, we're not gonna watch the whole thing, but you're gonna see generally the concept. That they're all changing colors, and you can you can go through the whole color spectrum using red, green, and blue. So this is oh, I think we did something before with an RGB um LED. And this is exactly the same, except what we have to do now is because of the power draw for these LEDs, we have these transistors. So rather than going to an LED, we go to the base of a transistor that's, that turns the drain on for each of the colors. Um, and it's pulse width modulation, so the brightness comes by how long it, it stays on. Now, it's still you still can't see it real good. It's, you can see the color changing a little bit. It's still a tad bit too bright.
1: And I'm guessing you're using NPNs here, correct?
0: NPNs, right. So let me do this. I'm going to go turn the other light off because that may be the other one that's causing the problem. Hang on. Mm -hmm. And you can see the green still flickering. And you can see the pulse, the PWM, as the color changes, certain colors, certain brightnesses you can, are more obvious than other ones. it seems like.
1: But that's kind of the nature of PWM. Right, exactly. Especially you when you're changing colors like this.
0: Right. Now, there is, I'm going to show, when we're done here, I'm going to show another box that this was the inspiration behind this. Because I have a box here that, that's DMX controllable and it does this the same thing but it doesn't have the flicker to it that this thing does i don't know how they're doing it exactly i haven't torn it apart yet to figure it out but you can see it's getting it's going through all different colors um and green is the is the master color so it should be a lot slower than the red or the blue and it'll keep going through all these different colors
1: well one of the quirks about the the way the arduino does its pwm is when you change the pwm value it stops and then restarts the value, at, restarts the PWM at whatever the new value is. So when you're changing real quickly between different values, you're getting this constant reset uh, that uh, if you were leaving the PWM value consistent, you wouldn't have that flickering like you see.
0: Oh, well, that could be part of my problem because I'm changing it every 10, every 10 milliseconds.
1: Yeah, so the f- part of the flicker is coming from the way the Arduino handles PWM.
0: Okay, I gotcha. Uh, that makes more sense.
1: But sometimes, even even if you uh, don't, uh, if you're not changing the value, you can still see a bit of a flicker.
0: Yeah, you still see it's flickering a little bit. Well, actually, the green... I can I tell wish, like
1: you've got a bad ground somewhere.
0: Yeah, I can hear it in my ears when it does it. So that's how I know it was the green came really bright right there. It's that's how or I was,
1: when it's Or when it's brightening up, it's leaking into something, uh, uh, one of the, either the blue or the reds ground.
0: It could be. All right, I'm gonna turn the light light back on, and then I'm gonna show you the box that was the inspiration behind this thing. One second. I'll just turn the one light back on Okay, so This is the box that was kind of the inspiration. So what this is is um, you See it has DMX in on this side and the address and some other features you can do right here But on this side it has 12 volts in and then the four wires exactly as you'd use for these things these strips so <clears throat> You can use it for decorative lighting Um or stage lighting. That's how I'm kind of using them as for background lighting because the ones that I have behind me on the monitors flicker. And actually I can probably if I can find the control it would demonstrate the problem I'm trying to solve, which was kind of the inspiration behind this whole project. And let me turn them on back here. So if you come if we come back up here and we look at uh my camera. Can you tell they're flickering behind me? Not too bad, are they? Right now.
1: Well, I'm I'm uh, called in on Skype right now and it I don't not really.
0: Yeah, not too bad right now. There you can tell. There you go. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's not so good.
0: Yeah. So I'm uh, trying to get away from that for some reason this box does not flicker like that and I'm trying to uh, I'm gonna use the box to do it, but I don't know what they're doing differently than what I'm doing. So you know So I like I like the lights behind the TVs, but they um It's very hard uh, to get to leave them back there when they flicker flickering that bad. The thing is above me If I turn these off, you can still see a little bit of color coming from the top because I have LEDs up, up on top but they're like professional LEDs like for stage lighting and they do not uh flicker like that so um that's kind of what the inspiration was behind this if I could get this to work without flickering I probably would do my own thing versus um using using something like this all these although these came from China and they're only like twelve fourteen dollars a piece they're pretty cheap for what they are. So. All right. Um I think it's about time to wrap us up unless you got something else, Bob.
1: Uh that's that's it for I don't have anything tonight. Although I did find uh the chip that I want to use for next week. So.
0: Okay, great. So you still unpacking. <laughs> I'm st-
1: yeah, we we moved 2 weeks ago and I finally found what <laughs> next week's
0: demo. I'm still so. finding things when I moved a year and a half ago, more than a year and a half ago now.
1: Uh, I'm not real sure what I'm gonna do with the chips, but we'll we'll figure out something. Well
0: as far as you you talking about the, the five, and fives? five Yeah, the 555. So, I mean the other thing as far as timers go is we've had the question about timers in the Arduino. As far as timer interrupts go, that'd be another topic to cover as well.
1: Yeah, we could uh, uh, We could look at that in a little more detail,
0: right? Because um, yeah, so we went, been, went through it before, ever, but we went through it pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and we've always focused on uh, timer one uh for for using with leds right exactly looking for you know relatively slow clock speeds right and we've never touched the other two
0: right yeah we should probably talk about those two we never have used them in anything before
1: no not directly no we haven't well hopefully i'll have some 555 something interesting with those
0: okay sounds good so um if you, anybody has noticed, we were slow getting last week's show up, and that's because my outsourcer lives in the Philippines, and um, she I cannot get hold of her, so just keep her in your thoughts, because I don't know where in the Philippines she lives, but you know they were hit pretty hard over there, and um, she still hasn't responded back to my email. So I don't know if she's in the really hard-hit area or just out of power or what the issue is. Um, so I didn't jump on to, to do anything with it until later in the week last week as well. It was so late getting up. And uh, this week won't be the same way because now I'm going to go ahead and do it um, tonight or tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning, and it'll be up a little quicker. I'll just do it myself versus letting um, waiting for her to do it because I don't know what her status actually is.
1: Oh, that's that—that's sad to hear.
0: Yeah, for... yeah. Well, I, I wish I knew something, but she's not answering back to me, so I can only assume that she has no power or worse. So, um, and I—I I actually found out today what. Where she lives in the Philippines, like what the name of the place is, but I haven't had a chance to look on the map yet. I'm gonna do that tonight before I go to bed and see if she was in that area that was hit pretty hard or not.
1: Well, let's hope, let's hope and pray she wasn't and that right. she's okay. Right.
0: I have some other friends that live in the Philippines and some other friends that have family in the Philippines and they were in the north side and they didn't really get. They had some damage, wind damage and stuff, but they weren't you know injured or anything. But the, I know the middle part of the Philippines was hit pretty hard. You pretty much wiped out.
1: Yeah, I've got a coworker. Same thing. They they're in the Philippines, but they were far enough away. They really didn't get have any damage.
0: Yeah. So um. So anyways, the show will be back out in normal time this week, just because I won't wait till uh, I'll go ahead and do it myself. I normally don't do anything with it. I just pretty much start with the render, and then she handles everything. And uh, I knew what happened in the Philippines, but I never followed up on it until I realized on uh, Friday that it hadn't been released yet. So that's what the delay was getting it out. All right. So, uh, just a reminder: the show is recorded live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 6 p.m. on the on the other side of the country, the Pacific side of the country. Um, and we would love to have you in the chat room, come in and chat with us. Um, if you want to watch live, it's tech slash live It's where the chat room is at as well. You can come in and chat, and we'll answer your questions. We'd love to get feedback. Just send email to let's make it at tech-n.tv. Uh, we will get back to you. It may take us a little while, but we will we'll get back to you, and uh, we'd love the feedback. And I mentioned earlier about the phone number. If this is something you'd like us to try, let us know. It's it's available to us um, anytime, so I can go ahead and activate it, and we can we can use it and give it a shot. And uh, you would be live on the air. We talk to you uh, via the phone, so that's definitely an option. Also, we do have another. We have a voice Skype line. So if you're not in the U.S. and you want to call in using Skype, that's another option. It comes into the same system that we can use it for that as well. Um, I think that is pretty much it. Um, We'll see everybody next week. Good night. All right. Bye. For show notes for this show, contacts, and more, go to the techzen.tv website where you can get show notes for all of our shows. We love to hear from our viewers and listeners. We have an email, a Twitter, and a phone number where you can contact us for each show. For details, visit the techzen.tv website and get the show details. You can also make a video and upload it somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo and then just send us a link. You never know, you may see your video in a future show. You can get all of our shows delivered automatically to your favorite device by going to your favorite podcast website like iTunes and subscribing. Each of our shows also has a YouTube channel you can subscribe to to get regular updates. Our shows are also available on most internet radio networks like Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can also watch and listen to our shows on Xbox, TiVo, and Roku. You can even find us on your Zoom.